morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting plays we took yesterday off was a light day on the slate decided instead to play the solo play last night that we did which did not go as planned was not expecting no touchdowns last night on uh, Thursday night football. But with that, we are going to touch on a lot of betting plays for the weekend. We're going to do a full preview of college football, EPL, even some plays tonight, including a CFL play. And so let's get right into it by starting by talking about our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including the ones that I just mentioned like EPL, CFL, college football, and NFL. Now, Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of their website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account today. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up to get started. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's get into it. Last couple days of plays. Uh, we were two and three for minus 1.15 units. Now, could have been a lot better, especially on Wednesday with the Champions League being on. Uh, Manchester City, that was an easy cash force. We took the first half minus one and a half at plus 105. And it helps when Erling Holland is out there. He scored two goals in the first half and an own goal as well. So they led three to nothing at halftime before subbing off Holland, and they go on to win the game five nothing. So big result there for Manchester City. We also had Juventus minus one and a half versus Maccabi Haifa. Juventus, they went up two to nothing. Then a goalie error made it two to one, but they did cover this one late as they won three to one. So big win there. Unfortunately, English Championship was not kind to us. We had Preston North End uh, and West Brom, both teams to score. And I wasn't even worried about the, the West Brom side of this. And I should have been because they were the ones who let us down. Preston North End, they end up winning that game 1 0. And then Burnley, unfortunately, they give up a late equalizer in the 86th minute. And so that killed our bet there. And then Thursday night football, boy, I thought that we might have seen one of the worst Thursday night football games a couple weeks ago, but this one topped it. 
12 to nine was the final last night. And we took the Michael Pittman over five and a half receptions as our play that we loved. He unfortunately finished on five. He was at four at halftime, looked really good, got one in overtime, and unfortunately was unable to cover that line. So a narrow miss there, but a miss is a miss. And so no money was won there on Thursday night football. The fans certainly didn't win last night. It was an ugly game. Russell Wilson and that Broncos team continues to struggle in the red zone. And it really showed last night once again. KJ Hamler was mad because he was wide open in the end zone on that fourth and one. Luckily, we also played, wasn't a show play, but we played in the money line. And so we were happy to cash that plus 163 at least on our own accord. Now, other headlines from yesterday. We're just going to talk about the major one because we are obviously a very pro footy show here. And so learning that Lionel Messi was saying that the 2022 World Cup will be his last kind of makes this a little bit of a somber tournament heading in. Now, I don't think he's going to be the only one playing his last World Cup. I would be surprised if Ronaldo plays another one after this. Uh, We've got Messi, who's 35 years old. He's done basically everything that he needs to do in soccer except win the World Cup. And luckily, he did get uh, he did win a Copa. Uh, America a number of years ago. Uh, But we're talking about two of the five best players of all time that are kind of coming to the end. You can throw Maradona in there, Pele, Brazilian Ronaldo, Zidane, but you have to have Ronaldo and Messi in there. And so to hear that this is going to be Messi's last World Cup, it's a little bit disappointing. And so it is his fifth and final appearance. They did make the final back in 2014 when they lost to Germany. But I really hope that He has a good tournament. It would be really good to see him have a great final World Cup because he is one of the best players of all time. Some might even consider him the best player of all time as a whole. So let's get into talking about where we're at with our bets and and what we have going into the weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit of PGA right out of the gate because this one is ongoing. And so heading into today, uh, we had Aaron Weiss as one of our winner plays. Uh, unfortunately, I, he didn't have a great first day. He did par the first hole today, but he's tied for 57th right now. We've got Emiliano Grillo, who is also tied for 57th. He's a top 20 play for us. We got Max Homa, T19, and Patrick Cantley are T19. Those are our top 10 and top five plays. So they are on the outside as of now, but I do think that they are going to find themselves up there in a little bit. And then we also have uh, Martin Laird, he's tied for 12th, and Sungjae Im as well right now. And Im is one of our winner plays. Laird was a plus 390, at, and he's tied for 12th right now. So a great start to this event for him. He is a former winner of this event. Now let's talk Friday plays. QPR, this is going to be our first play of the day. I really like this QPR and Reading, both teams to score play. Now, if we're talking about recent form for these teams, QPR, they're coming off a 1-0 win over Sheffield United, who are the best team in the championship. And Reading, they drew a very good Norwich City side. Now, QPR, they've won three of their last four. Reading, they've got a result in four of their last five. So these are two teams that are playing well. I expect both teams to get a goal here today. They both average over a goal per game. They generate a lot of shots as well, over seven per game each. And so... I think this is going to be a pretty up and down game. I think we're going to see three to one, three to two potentially as well. A lot of goals here. And so while I would lean QPR money line, I do get a little bit concerned about a draw. So that's why I'm playing the both teams to score here. 
and I really like this one in the English Championship. This one kicks off in a couple hours' time, so you got a bit of time to go and bet that one. Then tonight, college football-wise, I like Nebraska minus 2.5 versus Rutgers at minus 110. Now, I either really like Nebraska or I've been watching too much busting with the boys and Will Compton because I really do think that Nebraska is going to pull this one off tonight. Now, Rutgers, they're coming in on a two-game skid. Nebraska just won comfortably 28-21 to last week. Or sorry, they won by 14 points last week against Indiana. So scoring-wise, this is the better offensive team. They average over 31 per game. Rutgers is just shy of 25. And I think despite them being on the road, Nebraska's looked a lot better since they fired their coach. And so I'm going to take their spread today at minus 110. I'm also going to take Nevada minus three versus Colorado State. I'm a little bit puzzled by this line because we're talking about a Colorado State team that is winless and they're heading on the road against two and three Nevada. So yes, Nevada isn't a great team and they did lose to a tough Air Force side, but that's because they don't have a great run defense. And luckily the Rams, I... Uh, <laughs> they're really bad at running the football. They only average 46 yards per game. That is 261st in the entire NCAA. So I think Nevada is going to be fine today. I think they're going to win by double digits. And so I really like this play here today. And then the final one, we're going to head over to the CFL. And I might get booed out of my own province because I'm taking Hamilton Tiger Cats money line today versus the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because Let's face it, the Riders have looked terrible recently. They've lost four in a row in five of their last six. Yes, three of those games were against Winnipeg, but I just don't think this is a good football team right now. They're heading on the road against a Hamilton team where if they lose today, it's all but over, and Saskatchewan's going to head over to the East for the playoffs. And so I think Hamilton's going to win this game. I still think Saskatchewan's going to find a way to hit the crossover there with them having the Grey Cup here in Regina this year. But I just think that while Saskatchewan might have the better roster, Hamilton has the better quarterback in this matchup. So I'm going to lean on the quarterback side of things on Friday Night Football and take Hamilton money line today. Then let's look at Saturday EPL plays. There is a lot of games this weekend, full slate of EPL. It is back in full swing. And we're going to start with Leicester City money line versus Bournemouth at plus 120. I'm riding the hot hand here after Leicester City had a 4 to nothing win over Nottingham Forest. Bournemouth is coming in after a nil-nil draw against Brentford. Now, yes, Bournemouth is the home team here, but I think that they're going to get relegated this year. And while Leicester City may be lower in the standings, I think they're going to figure out a way to get this win on the road. I think they're too talented to be in that relegation battle, and they're going to show it today. I would take a Madison to score or a Vardy to score tomorrow for this game. I do like Manchester City minus two and a half versus Southampton at minus 117. And how can you not like Manchester City by multiple goals right now? They just won 6-3 against Man United last weekend. Then they go and win 5-0 in the Champions League as well. This team scores goals in bunches and it's downright unfair watching them play with Holland up front. You might as well go and bet Holland hat trick as well because he's been so good. He's scoring two or three goals a game right now. It's absurd what he's doing. And so they're at home. They're taking on a bad Southampton side that's lost three in a row in four of their last five. And so I think this is a 4-0, 5-0 type game. And so at minus 2.5 for minus 117, I'm even getting a little bit of room there. In case Southampton scores in this game, I still love Manchester City's spread. I also like Wolverhampton plus 1.5 versus Chelsea. And I know there's a couple guys at Off the Ball Network that are going to hate this play because they're passionate Chelsea fans. But I don't really care because I think Wolves, they are a talented defensive side. 
And yes, Chelsea's coming in off the 3-0 win against Milan midweek, but Wolverhampton are rested. I think they have one of the best defenses in the entire Premier League. And so this is a quick turnaround for Chelsea. I think they could still win this game, but if they do, it's going to be by one goal. And so give me Wolverhampton plus one and a half at minus 143. And then the final Saturday EPL play is Tottenham Moneyline versus Brighton at plus 162. Now this is third versus fourth place in the Premier League. But Brighton, while they've been really solid out of the gate, they haven't really played the toughest schedule. Their only big six opponents have been Liverpool and Man United, who have both stunk out of the gate. Whereas Tottenham, I think that them beating them in the FA Cup 3-1 last year shows that they're the superior side. They're going to prove it once again this weekend, despite the fact that they will be the road team in this game. I really love the value here. I think Tottenham gets three points, and they right the ship after a couple weeks of poor play. Now let's head over to college football Saturday. See, we got a ton of plays, as you can tell by the title of the show, starting with Florida minus 10.5 versus Missouri at minus 110. Now, Missouri, I think, is getting a little bit of a bump here because of how they looked against Georgia. But I think that was Georgia playing poorly, more so than Missouri actually playing up to them. Uh, Whereas on the Florida side, they kept it close with Tennessee a couple weeks ago. They just handed Eastern uh, Washington a pretty handy uh, win there. And so I just think Florida's going to come in. They're going to win convincingly. Missouri's two and three for a reason. Florida beat Utah earlier this year. They're a pretty good SEC side. Not great, but pretty good. And their only losses are to Tennessee and Kentucky. So I think they win in dominant fashion here. Missouri's going to get absolutely pounded on the weekend. Then Kansas plus seven versus TCU. College game day is heading to Kansas. And TCU, while they're a touchdown favorite on the road, I think Kansas will keep this one close. TCU getting a major bump because of what they did to Oklahoma last week. I think this is a bit of a letdown spot after everything went right for them a week ago. They'll struggle a bit going up against the Kansas side, playing their biggest football game probably in a decade. So I think they're going to they're gonna cover this for sure. I might even sprinkle the money line for a full touchdown. And so then Oklahoma plus eight and a half is our next play against Texas. Lots of people will like Texas after what they saw from Oklahoma last week. And I just think te- Texas is getting a big bump here because they almost beat Bama. Let's not forget that both of these teams are three and two coming into this game. Oklahoma is also playing at home. And so I'm going to sprinkle the money line as well at plus 250. But to get over a touchdown for Oklahoma at home against what I think is a okay Texas side, uh, it's going to be a shootout for sure. And I tend to favor Oklahoma here getting that home bump. I also like Iowa State money line versus Kansas State. And Iowa is not the better team here. They're three and two taking on a four and one Kansas State side. But I really like the underdog money line here. Iowa State, they won this one last year, 33-20, to uh, but they have the better defense in this game. And so I think this is going to be a grinded-out game for sure. Uh, this is not going to be one that you tune into from start to finish, I'll say that much. I think it'll be a pretty good game, but there's going to be other games on the slate that you would rather tune into than this one. The over-under is only 45, so I think Vegas thinks this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game as well. 45 is a pretty low line for college football. So give me Iowa State. If it turns into a grinded out game, they've got the defense to get the win. And that's why I'm rolling with uh, Iowa State. And then Washington State plus 13 and a half versus USC. USC, they may be the sixth seed in the country, but Washington State are no slouches. They're also four and one in their own right. And their only losses to Oregon by three points. 
USC, I also think they're getting this bump just because of the loss column. Yes, they're 5-0, and but I haven't seen a performance from this USC team where I truly believe that they are going to make it into the college football playoffs. I think the road is there, but it has to start with this game. And I think Washington State's going to keep it close to get almost two full touchdowns against this USC team. I really like, and so I'm going to roll with Washington State to cover, losing by 7 to 10 points, but not that full 13. Now let's talk Sunday soccer plays. We've got two plays on the slate for Sunday, starting with West Ham Moneyline versus Fulham at minus 123. Fulham may be eighth in the standings, but I am not a big believer in them. They've only had one win in the last month, and that was against Nottingham Forest. And Nottingham Forest, they're going to be a relegation side this year, so I'm really not that worried about them winning that game. Whereas I look at West Ham, they had the tough start. They had a tough schedule. Now they get a chance to right the ship and get back into the top half of the league because that's where they belong. That's where a lot of people thought they were going to be in that 7-10 to 10 range. I still think they're going to finish there, and it's going to start this week with that money line win over Fulham. I also like Crystal Palace money line versus Leeds, and this is another one where I think I think Crystal Palace are being undervalued a bit because of what their record says. But they've probably had the toughest schedule out of the gate in the EPL. They've already played Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. So while they're 17th in the standings, they led 2-0 versus Man City. They led versus Chelsea last week. They just gave up some late goals, which can be killer in the Premier League. But I think they have enough talent where I'm not worried about that moving forward. I think Zaha is going to score in this game. And while I do like Leeds quite a bit, and I have a soft spot for them, given one of my good buddies is a Leeds fan, I just think that Palace at home at the plus money line, I think that they're going to get it done today. They're going to start to claw their way back up into that upper half of the Premier League, much like West Ham will. And so I really like their money line at plus 116. So with that, we have covered all of Friday, all of Saturday, even part of Sunday morning. But Sunday is for the NFL. So I'm going to bring on a special guest here today. The fact that we get to do a bit of a later show is always a treat because that means a guest for the show. And I brought in a big guest. He's three and one. His football team is three and one right now. I don't know if anyone expected that. No one expected my football team to be three and one either once Dak went down. But we play in the NFC East. It is not the NFC least for the first time in a long time. And I'm super excited about it. And so I'm bringing on, <laughs> he just went and grabbed his team's hat as well before I bring him in here. I want to welcome to the show, Chris LeBron, the president of the Off the Ball Network. Prez, how are you doing this morning? You have oh. to have had some great victory naps recently. Yes, I haven't had a lot of victory naps, uh, especially in football season. So feels good. It was good. That was a hell of an intro. Uh, I I put on the wrong hat. I'm I'm ready for baseball season, but you know the Giants are three or one. Like I said, that doesn't happen every now and then. You know we're usually zero and two, one and three, zero and four. So uh, time to change it. Time to change it. So I'm excited about this weekend. But I mean, the nice part for you as a Yankees fan is that you don't even have to sweat out baseball this weekend because you're not even playing this weekend. So you get to just sit back, see who your opponent is going to be in the MLB now competitive hedge we are an anti-baseball show right now after how the betting went in july and august but the yankees are definitely uh going to be a team to be reckoned with come playoff time and shout out to aaron judge for one of the best seasons of all time in the al so you've got a lot to be excited about and you even get a london game so you're gonna have to get up a little bit early for this game 
for the Giants and Packers. How do you see that game going this weekend? That game, obviously, London game, early game, uh, obviously traveling far. But uh, you got a battle of two teams that don't score a lot of points and play good defense. So to me, it's going to be a a, a slugfest defensively. It, it it might not be what we whatever we saw last night, and I'm not even going to talk about that because <laughs> I didn't even watch it because I, I was like the Broncos fans that left that didn't even care about the outcome. They're like, I'm not watching this crap. Like it, it, that was all time bad. It won't be that bad, but it, it's going to be a typical Giants game this year, which has been slow paced. Not a lot of points. You know, the Giants scored their first touchdown the first half last week. Like, um, and it, and it, it was uh, Daniel Jones uh, had two of them, actually, I believe, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Um, so it's going to be – and he's hobbled. We have a lot of injuries. A, lot, a whole receiving core is dead, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Like, Wanda Robinson's questionable, but he's probably not playing because he hasn't uh, – he has the knee injury. Kenny Galladay, whatever. Um, I'm not even talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how, how do you get hurt when you barely play like it's, 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 that's crazy to me oh man yeah that Giants team um they are hobbled to say the least and Kenny Galladay I really don't know what to make of him um, moving uh, forward yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how we do it but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a slugfest though it's gonna be a defensive struggle and uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it because I got to see how the offense, the receiving core. We got Richie James. That's our leading receiver and a rookie tight end. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Jones is hobbled. So uh, it's going to be a, a, a slow-paced, not low-scoring football game. Uh, so uh, it's going to be I – mean, I'm very, very excited, though. I hate to be the guy to start off the show probably on a negative note for your Giants, but I am going to take – an alternate spread on the Packers as my first play for NFL this weekend. But I took it down to minus six and a half because I hate that eight line when you're betting NFL. It's too high because we could have 24, 17, and then you're kicking yourself that you had the eight. So I bought it down a point and a half. It took it to minus minus one forty-five, And I think it's because of the points that you said in the intro, which is that they're just so hobbled. And I know that Green Bay, the reason why people are out on Green Bay is because they should have taken care of business a lot sooner last week against the Patriots. But... And then the week before against Tampa, they should have. They should have had that game won. And like that that eight number, like that plus eight for the Giants. I mean, that that's a good number. But the one I like in particular is, the, is that under. Um, because like I said, both teams, they're not scoring a lot of points. They're both top 10 and points allowed per game. So, like I said, I expect and Aaron Rodgers still trying to figure out his stuff with his receivers. He's got a bunch of young guys out there. Um, so, I, I think this is going to be a, a low scoring. But that that eight is very high. If this was at Green Bay, I can see that. But overseas, it's not like there's a, a true home field advantage for for Green Bay. I think Green Bay is technically the home team, right? Um, yeah. So, like, there's no home field advantage. And so, like, I don't that, – that's a really high number to me so like i think hey, maybe vegas knows something i don't know because everyone they, they feel like everyone's going to go on the giants plus eight it just seems like an obvious play um but the giants are hobbled so that kind of kind of scares me that plus eight because the giant we don't have and daniel jones is it hurt like we don't have a lot of offensive weapons that are healthy right now 
you know, it's going to be all Saquon, and Green Bay knows that, and they have a really good defense. So that, that plus eight is very scary. So, like, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, you buying the, a point and a half or a point, you know, uh, definitely would make sense in this case. And the other thing, too, is that the Packers don't have a great run defense this year. Like, overall, their defense is fine because they're only giving up 17 points a game, but they're 22nd in rushing yards. So I think that there is an opportunity here for Saquon to have a pretty good day. Now, as you said, they're going to be keying in on him. So maybe this is a, a week where it's just, look, beat us with somebody else that isn't named Saquon Barkley. But that's why I had to buy it under the touchdown. I just wanted to be a little bit safe. So was the under 41 for Green Bay one of your plays for today? Yes, that's yeah. one of my plays. Yeah. And I like that. I do like that quite a bit because I could see 21-13. I could see 21-14 type range. So because I don't think that Green Bay is going to blow the doors off, especially heading overseas. Like they do make mm-hmm. the joke all the time that London games like is the lunder just because every London game goes under. Now, that wasn't the case last week, but it was because there was just a couple of massive plays that happened. And I think that's why they went over. But typically you see them go under in these London games. So I do like that play for you there. What would be another play that you like for the weekend? Another play that I, that I like for this weekend is the St. Seahawks over. Ooh. I, I just – what we saw – I know it was against the Lions, so maybe uh, I'm overreacting a bit. But I think the Seahawks team is better than we thought. And which is – I think for a lot of us, especially at the network, we thought the Seahawks team was probably on the clock and, and getting ready to see, you know, who's going to be their quarterback next season. But they're playing good football, especially offensively. It's yeah. I think that was the one area where we were like, okay, they do have receivers, but they got Geno Smith at quarterback. So, like, what? you know, what can they really do? And Geno's looked, and we, and this is a running thing. He looks better than the guy they they just traded. (laughs) Like who would have thought Geno Smith? It's not like Geno Smith has been playing a lot of football lately where we could be like, Oh, he he shows flash. No, he hasn't played really. I think the last time he started a football game for us year was when he's with the giants. I believe Uh, I could be wrong, but I, that's the last time I remember because he was on my team and it was uh, the whole debacle when he started over Eli and they were like, why are you playing him over Eli Manning? Uh, instead of like the young, uh, then we got Davis Webb at the time. Um, but I think this could be a, uh, this could be an offensive explosion. This could be like what we saw from the Lions and the Seahawks. Like we didn't expect that game to be like a, what it was. It was like what, 50 to like 43, whatever it was, crazy score it was. And uh, I think we can get something here. You get some fireworks in this ball game, and uh, that's going to be my prediction. Because I'm not worried about the Seahawks' offense at all because of, as you said, Geno's played really well. So he has the, the weapons trash. there. <laughs> Penny's healthy, so he's going to yeah. be good to go. Uh, DK, hopefully he, he dealt with his bathroom issues from a week ago and that he's ready oh, to go instead yeah, of yeah, taking yeah. the car. Yeah. That was one of the oh, best moments God. of the week last week. And, but, and and if you didn't watch the game and you just get the alerts, oh, he's been carted off. You're like, oh, yeah. my God. What are <laughs> a knee injury? Is it something like an Achilles? Is it something bad? Like, no, just had to go to the bathroom. And don't they have those tents, those little tents? Yeah, I know. Maybe in college they have those. I've seen those in college. I don't know about the pros. I'm sure the pros have them, but I thought, but you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. But the thing about the Saints is that I actually don't think it matters who starts at quarterback for them. 
because Jameis hasn't looked good and Andy Dalton actually looked good last week. So they're going to have Kamara back by the sounds of it. I don't think they'll have Michael Thomas, but I think that's still okay because Chris Olave's looked really good for them. Olave looked really good. Uh, I think he he scored last week. Uh, He's been been looking good all year. And uh, so, yeah, Olave's, uh, I think Michael Thomas probably is going to miss the game. He looks like he hasn't really practiced all week. So he probably will miss the game again. But I, like I said, like like you just said, it doesn't really matter. I think this is still going to be a a shootout, especially Kamara back. I think, I think like 27-24 is... is not out of the question for this game, and I think that's kind of where I would lean with it. Yeah. Like if I had to bet anything on this game, it would probably be Seahawks plus five and a half, just because I think they can keep yeah, it yeah, close yeah. within a field goal. But I still like the over in that game. I think that it's a good play. Um I'm also the over that I took. It's another 46 line, but I'm taking Buffalo and Pitt over 46. Mm-hmm. I think that Buffalo like honestly that. could almost clear this on their own uh, because Pittsburgh's defense without TJ Watt. No, it's bad. Like Pittsburgh's a bad football team right now. Like, and it's crazy to even think that. Like, we're not used to saying the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't. A good you never say team, Pittsburgh's bad. We haven't for not a good, 20 years. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett. You know, it started off a little good, but obviously threw the three picks, and he is a rookie. So this Buffalo team, I think they could they can cover. What is it like fourteen? Right yeah. now, uh, I, I that would be a play that I don't have. That I in just one of my stayed plays, away but... from the spread in case Pickett comes out and they score like twenty one, and Buffalo is thirty one. Like like I'm not worried about Buffalo losing on the money line, but fourteen was a steep spread. The way that I looked at it was. To me, if Pittsburgh scores 14 points, then this over is going to hit. Because I think that Buffalo is going to pour on the points. Pickett, the thing about his three picks, too, last week is one of them is because Claypool basically drops it into the DB's hands, and the other one is on a Hail Mary. So I'm not going to hold it against Pickett that much because, to me, the offense was a lot better when he came in. So Buffalo's secondary is banged up as well. I already saw that Poye is not going to be playing this weekend. So... I think there's potential for Pittsburgh to go out score anywhere from 14 to 21 points, but I think Buffalo's offense is just so good and they didn't look great against Baltimore last week and the weather played a big factor in that. But to me, Buffalo's just going to go in and they're going to route them this weekend um, yeah. and score lots of points. So I'd rather take the over just because 14 is a lot of points in the NFL, yeah, but what would be another yeah. play for you? Um, another play I have is uh, the Browns plus two and a half. They're at home. Ooh. Um, they're, they're, they're playing solid. Um, I know Brissett people still question about Brissett and all that, but at home plus two and a half, I just, I don't know. That's one that really just stood out to me. Um, and I think, uh, the chargers are, are kind of a, if we, everybody wants them to be, you know, the team that we think they'd be with Herbert and all that, but you know, they're still hit and miss. And I think the Browns pulled this off. Even I would even take them straight up, to be honest. I I, I think they uh, they get this done. I think they just ground and pound the Chargers. Chargers are missing both, so missing a few guys. So uh, I'm, I'm Browns two and a half. I like that. Would, I'm glad that you said that you would take the money line because I find what happens a lot of the time is people see plus two and a half and they're like, well, I don't know if they win, but I think they cover. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't think that they can win at plus two and a half, then why are you taking them? So I like that you have yeah. the confidence that you would go and take the money line on the game as well. I just stayed away. Cause I don't know what chargers team I'm going to get. Like, like to me, they could come in and win this game like 35 to 20 and I wouldn't yeah, be shocked, yeah. but I could also see them losing outright. So for me, it was a stay away, but I get the rationale on Cleveland 
to me, they should be three and one. Um, and Atlanta, yeah, they lost them last week, but Atlanta might be a better football team than we're giving them credit for. I'm not saying that they're going to go and win like eight games, but they might win six games when they are probably projected to win three or four. So I think Atlanta might be a better side than we're giving them credit for. And as long as they get the run game going, if you get Chubb and Hunt going and keep that offense off the field, then I think Cleveland's got a great shot. And then being at home is huge as well because they love playing in front of that home crowd. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That that that's my thought process is they're gonna just gonna ground and pound like crazy with with, with Chubb and Hunt and, and they'll they'll take over this game late. Um Herbert's still probably banged up. Um and you know yeah, I just I trust the Browns. Is that crazy? <laughs> you just you just said you trust the Browns. How did that I feel? I trust the Browns. I I don't think I've I mean they they should like you said, they should be three and one, but I think I I trust them. I don't know, just a gut feeling. Sometimes betting, you gotta go with your gut, even though your gut could be wrong. You, gotta, you know, I feel it. Feel you you it. you can live with it if you go with your gut and they end up losing. Because let's face it, if we were all experts, then we would all be doing this for a living. So, exactly. You know, it's it's the way that it is. I, I would not be taking Amari Cooper props this weekend. I think that he's gonna probably have a tough game going up against. Asante Samuel Jr. and some of those other corners that they've got there in the Chargers. But guys like Njoku, Peoples-Jones, those are the guys where if Cleveland's going to have a good day, then those are the guys to look at, I think. That's that's a prop. What, uh, I, I don't know what uh, Njoku's prop is what, as far as receptions, but he's been on a roll lately. And he's, yeah. like you said, Amari getting doubled a lot. and uh, um, Or even Peoples-Jones. Uh, Peoples Jones, uh, I, I gotta look exactly, and those are probably a couple props I might be looking into. Peoples Jones, uh, over on receptions, it seems like they need to get him more involved because he, he's definitely a, um, definitely a weapon they need to. But Njoku's been on fire lately, so um, I, I could see the over that or or an anytime touchdown with Njoku. Yeah, I like those for sure. Um, my next play that I like, and it's probably going to sound surprising, but I actually like new England minus three this weekend against Detroit and Ooh, okay. Detroit's banged up. I don't think yeah, that Amon Ross St. Brown's going swift. Even he, if he, he goes, did practice, he, he did practice. I just got the alert like a few oh, minutes did you? before it. He did practice. I'm a, I mean, just double check, but I saw him practice. So, so they got to mean back. he play doesn't mean he'll play, but he was on the field and that's, to me, what's tough about this game is that winning at New England, even how bad they can be, is very difficult. And Detroit's defense has been awful. <laughs> no, no. That's that's putting it nicely, Ken. That awful <laughs> is is actually saying no, they're you know, they're no. Whatever is worse than awful, it, that's what they are. They are the worst defense I've seen in a long time. They are bad. Like they, they just got drubbed by the Seahawks offense. Like it's all time bad. This Lions team. I, for the first time ever in show history, am gonna pull an audible and take the over instead of the spread, only because of the news of St. Brown. Because that gives me the confidence that Detroit's gonna go in and at least score twenty one to twenty seven points. And I think New England being at home against a terrible defense. Because that line's only 45 and a half right now. Which, yeah. Which when I think you're you might going, have audible me too. Be, because a lot of people too. are going to point to, well, but New England's probably going to have their third string QB in. And even if they have Mac Jones and he's hobbled, it's like, but Zappy didn't look bad last week. 
and they have plenty of weapons in that offense. Bill's going to figure out this week how he's going to use them effectively. Maybe they get the run game going because they made Rashawn Penny look like Barry Sanders last week. Oh, my God. It was so bad. I think that if you got Damien Harris from Rondish Stevenson, like they got to be in your lineup this week. I still would never play a Patriots receiver because (laughs) it's just there's so many average guys in that receiving core where – Devonte Parker could have 120 yards, or he could have one catch for 10. So, and that's that's what he did last week. He two weeks ago he had five catches, for whatever, for 120 yards, and everyone picked him up on fantasy. And I was like, oh, do we have we not gone through this already with Devonte Parker? What did he do last week for the last half decade? That's yeah. what he did have Parker's a touchdown. Played. He did have a touchdown last week, so that kind of salvaged it. But he had like two for 20, I think, if I remember. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, so, he could, so he could get that, it because the line defense is bad, but I don't know. That's so risky. And even if you had Parker in fantasy, you got you 10 points with a touchdown. <laughs> so yeah, like, and, and if you have to start conference. him, if you're starting Devontae Parker, you're probably in rough shape. So you're down bad you. this week, yeah. for sure. Okay, so that's my audible. I'm going to take the over in that game only because St. Brown's back. And I think when Goff has him, St. Brown for seven plus catches feels automatic right now with the amount that he targets him. Yeah, he, he would have had it. He would have had it the game he got. I think he got hurt. He had like six catches. Um, yeah. And so he was on his way to getting that game. I think that's the game he got hurt. So like, I think he had like what in nine games in a row with, with like eight catches. So like, I think at playing, year end he's gonna get fit. Year end, we're gonna talk about him being a top ten wide receiver, and he may be that for quite a while because, boy, he's. He's been great out of the gate. He was great at the end of last year. As long as he stays healthy, then I think they're going to be fine. So um, we're doing four each. So what's the final play that you've got NFL-wise? Well, you, you, I was going to go Lions three and a half, but I'm going to pull an audible just like you. Yeah, I'm going with that over. I think okay. it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, not a shootout, but it's, you know – like you said, the rookie from New England. What's his name again? Pape? Whatever. What's his name again? Zappy. <laughs> Poppy, you were, you were just a, naming pizza was, places in yeah, New York. Poppy, Pappy. It was Appy. It was something with an Appy. I remember that. Um, he's probably going to start, right? I, I'm not sure what Brian Hoyer's status is. But he looked all right. He kept yeah. his team in it. He managed he the game fine. Honestly, I kind of thought it was Mac Jones out there. So I think yeah. that they were equally okay. So I, I think I might – I think uh, I think I'm going to pull the audible, and I'm going to go with the over, too. I think, I think this uh, – the Dirt's defense is all-time bad, so I think they may be able to put points on the board, and Detroit can sling it. They're the number one, I think, the number one scoring offense, number one points per uh, yards per game. Um, the, the connection with Goff and Josh Reynolds is pretty good. I like that prop. I got to see that prop. That might be another prop on my play because they have a nice little thing going on. Especially um, since especially- Hawkinson had the game of his career last week, so I'm not going back to that well this week, but I would definitely look at Reynolds. Yeah, and Hawkinson's history, like, Kind of inconsistent too. He'll have those big games, and then he'll he'll go back to, you know, giving you you know solid stats. So I can see, but the Josh Reynolds seems like uh he's he's been good the last few weeks. So that's something. But yeah, I got they're gonna sling it. Um, Swift is out, uh, which which doesn't really change that much that much of the offense. They still you know Jamal Williams is very capable. Um, you know he had about two rushing touchdowns last week, I think. Yeah. So um, this offense seems like it's it's really it's and that's without the the rookie too, um, the kid they got from Alabama, um, yeah. and he's he's progressing well. So when they add him, this offense could be. You got Josh Reynolds, Brown, and, and uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, I, I I forget his name. Um, 
but um they they're gonna have a nice they got they have a nice array of weapons to go with Jamal Williams and Swift Hawkinson. They got they got a nice offense. They just gotta somehow figure out that defense is <laughs> my goodness. It with, is with the eighth pick in the draft, they're gonna have to go out and address that defense because don't, don't take a tight end again. Like it feels like every year they, they they feel like they take a tight end. No more tight ends. Take some defensive guys because you guys can't like you have this offense. Like imagine it's finally the Lions. They finally have an offense that you're like, wow, this offense is legit. And it's like, oh, the well, the defense is the complete opposite of legit, the complete opposite of the offense, where it is all time bad, where the offense is playing at an all time high. Defense is it can't tap. Like you said, Rashad Penny looked like looked like a, a all pro, all world running back. Like it's like if he plays the Lions every week, he's he get three thousand yards rushing. Like, He'll be in the Hall of Fame bad. at the end of the year. Yeah, and every time you're like, okay, just make one stop, and because I remember I had the I had the um, I had the Lions money line. I'm, yeah. I'm watching that game. I'm like, all right, come on, make a stop. Third and five, make a stop. Third and 15, make a stop. Nope, they give up a 25-yard play. And I'm like, oh, my God. They can't tackle. They can't cover. You know, it, it was bad. So uh, Those would so yeah, be they, fun football play. games to go to in Detroit just because you would love to see 41 to 38 every week. But You got yeah. your money's worth. You, got you your get your money's worth, worth for, sure. for sure. Definitely better than Thursday night football. Um, oh Lord, Lord, Lord! That that that's not even healthy to watch. That's not even something you'd be like, "All right, this is a def- you know, This is two defenses that just playing really. No, that was bad football. That wasn't a defense. That was the first time I've ever football. had a money line play hit that was like plus one sixty or better, where I still felt bad afterwards because I I'm like, asleep. I just didn't want to watch because I won money, but I'm like, man, this. I played first but, touchdown props. There was no touchdowns. So there was no touchdown. I'd rather props, that they right? just blew it. They, that and, was just all time bad. So, like I, I, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it to myself. I couldn't. Final do it to play myself. that I've got. I'm taking the Jets plus three and a half against Miami. I was thinking about that one. I was thinking about that one. That one's very intriguing. Very if if intriguing. this one is two and a half, I'm probably staying away. But three and a half to get over the field goal. At minus 110. Now, Teddy, he's one of the better backups in the league. Probably yeah, top five backup. So I think that Miami's offense is going to be okay. But I also think the Jets' defense is, is actually pretty decent. I think yeah. Sauce Gardner is a really good corner that they drafted. And so I think he's going to do a decent job of slowing down either Hill or Waddle, whoever he's covering. And then I just think Zach Wilson, he actually looked pretty good last week in his first start coming back. Um, he did have the one bad pick, but other than that, I thought that he played pretty well. And you get a division game at home where you're an underdog. Like I love division underdogs at home. And so I think at the very least they lose by a field goal. Uh, but I would even sprinkle Jets money line as well, which I can't believe I'm saying that back to back weeks because I took the Jets last week. So got to go back to the well with the New York Jets, which is just a very surprising yeah, thing to say. That, that is and. That plus three, I that was something. That was one of the plays I was thinking about at home. You know, the Miami Dolphins kind of. You know, they struggled last week. Obviously, Ted. I mean, uh, Tua got Tua. hurt and all that, so that kind of affected them against the Bengals and all that. But uh, this is going to be close. Division games are, are are usually close games, and you know the Jets are better than we thought. Um, so I, I think this could be a close one. So I, that that's a play that I, I would like to. Uh, money line, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. 
Play the points, just, sprinkle the money line. That's kind yeah. of the way that I would look at it. But is there any game on the schedule for you this week that you think has upset potential? Because I have one. I have one that's maybe a bit of a steeper spread that I think has the potential. It won't be a part of my official betting card, but I actually think Arizona against Philly this right. week. That was the one. That was the one. And I, I've been really down on Arizona because it just feels like they're just underwhelming and they should be better. But this is – they did, you know, they, it was the Panthers last week that they beat. But yeah. uh, defensively, it seems like they're, they're getting stuff together. The offense seems a little bit more, a little bit more crisp. Um, but if there, I, if there is an upset, and you know, just looking at the schedule, there's not. Um, there's not a lot not of other lot, games that inspire not other, confidence. Yeah, like if if the Giants had their receivers, if you want to call that an upset, I would say maybe that would be. But uh, you know, Arizona at home, you know, they're they're what plus five and a half on Fanduel. Um, that's the thing that I'm struggling with. I'm going through the slate and when I'm looking at, well, I'm certainly not going to go the Atlanta route with Tampa. I can't do Houston over Jags. I can't do bears over Vikings, even Carolina at home. I can't do that against San Fran after how they looked. I can't take Dallas. Look, I'm I'm a Cooper rush guy because I love how he's played, but man, that's, it's the Rams, and and let's face it, the Rams are probably pretty pissed off after they lost on Monday night. So I feel like they might take that out on Dallas, despite the fact that Dallas' defense has been good. The only other one that I looked at as a potential upset was maybe the Commanders beat Tennessee. But I also can't get myself to bet on Carson Wentz. So yeah, I stay away, I, I stay away from the, the Commandos um, betting them. because uh, they, And I've just, given them so many nicknames over the last four weeks they're, that I, they're the commandos I can't, I can't call them the commuters, the commoters, the commandos, and, and then sit there and bet them seriously. So yeah, I will no, stay I can't away do that from that. I can't game. root for them to win too. Like that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, like and they are, they're, they're the commandos to me until they, <laughs> they show that they're competent and they win the division, not under 500. Then uh, I'll give them uh their, their, I'll call them their proper name, but uh, they are the commandos for me until then. Well, Chris, this was a ton of fun having you on, talking some NFL as always, uh, president of Off the Ball Network and host of the Off the Ball podcast. Promote your work, what you've got going on over there at the network. Yes, yes. First of all, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've been in a little bit of a slump um, betting. I've got parlays that I've just, you know, uh, but I'm back where I was when I was, was hitting. Back at my, I went back to my mom's house because – I was winning at her house and <laughs> I was winning. I Sometimes was on a hot you just street. need some family time and then you just, yeah. it, it opens up. And I went back home and I started losing a lot. <laughs> so I'm back home for a few days, back, back at my mom's house for a few days. So I said, okay, going to get that good energy. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Got to, got to re-up the, the, the bankroll because the bankroll is getting low. So I gotta, you know, replenish that. But uh, but uh, thank, like I said, thanks for having me on. Um, off the ball podcast. Um, I'm back in. I'm back in the groove of things with the podcast. I put out um my Sebastian Telfair uh, high school doc pod that I did uh, last week. So check that out. Just um, edit. Actually working on editing the episode I just did with Francis Colotto, who uh, who uh, who's at the network and also uh, does stuff with SB Nation covering the Memphis Grizzlies. That's going to be out later tonight. Um, the live, we did a live show yesterday. 
podcast comes out today. So check that out. That was really good. We talked everything about the Memphis Grizzlies and everything um, going on with that team. John Morant and the company, Jaron Jackson, uh, Bain, all that. So make sure to listen to that one. That was a really good episode we did. Um, the network, make sure to follow the network, offthebonetwork.com. Got a lot of great content there. Got a new sponsor, which I'm really proud of. Uh, we got SeatGeek. Um, Promote them. Yeah, yeah, SeatGeek. Yeah, I'm really happy. I, I reached out to them a few months back. Um, and and if you know how you, you know, you're talking to potential sponsors, you may not get a, a response back for months. And, and sometimes it just, you, my book got the alert on my phone, email, and they're, uh, they welcomed us to their family. So happy to be a part of the SeatGeek family. And uh, we got a promo code. Uh, and uh, make sure to go to the network uh, on the website. We'll have that promoted on there um, and on our Twitter um, uh, with this whole Seeky stuff. But I'm very happy about that. Um, that was really cool to get that one. So uh, a lot of good things, a lot of good, great content at the network. We got See You Sunday. We got Overreaction Monday coming up this weekend. Um, I'm going to be doing some more as the NBA season gets around. Um, we're going to do a preview show, which I'm excited about. We're going to do a bunch of, you know, spaces and all that a lot of great content coming up um but uh it's a lot of good stuff happening so i'm very excited definitely appreciate you coming on as always you're always a great guest love francis as well been on his show and he's been on here before as well and, and he does a lot of great content so go and check out his stuff and we'll be back tuesday because it is canadian thanksgiving this weekend so we won't be having a show on monday uh, but really appreciate everyone who tunes in. We'll recap the whole weekend. Uh, keep an eye out for our full betting cards that'll be out on our social platforms at HedgePod. And drop us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify, because why not? If you're tuning in, why not get, show some love and support for the show? And we'll see you guys on Tuesday for the Competitive Hedge Podcast. <laughs>